I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 489th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my definitely more awake than me co-hosts. We've got the one and only Linian. That's a lie. It might be. I don't know. Today's pretty close. And then we've also got uh, P. McGee. I am caffeinating as we speak to try to hold to that statement of being more awake. I'm also caffeinated. So, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name the Royal Wii came up with in 2007. <laughs> so nice of Her Majesty to do that for us, you know? Yeah, it was, it was the queen. Uh, it was the queen herself. I, I flew all the way to England. I was like, ma'am, I live in the great royal uh, colony of Canada. Um, could you please bless this name? And I totally don't live in Indiana. Uh, and we, we got her to bless the name Puckle. But of course, we talk everything here, Pokemon, from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. Turns out the queen's a big fan as well. Uh, so made it easier. Yeah, I, we're here. We're here. Uh, we're excited to talk about some Pokemon things today and we're going to have a, we're going to have a good time. So have you guys been up to anything fun? I've been up to fun things, but I don't want to be, I don't want to like control the conversation like I have the past couple of weeks. I, uh, I finally finished the one Pokemon game I've, I've never touched, which is Black White 2. Really? That's you never, sad. that's like, that's like a good well, one. <laughs> I know. I was just, I was having a rough time and it was the edgy phase everyone hits where they're like, I'm too old for this. And it happened to be during Black White 2. So I never finished it, which, I felt needed corrected, so I ended up uh, wrapping that up about a week ago. Oh man, yeah, no, that was actually like one of the better ones. Yeah. Like if you if you if somebody came up to me in something like five years, I was just like, yeah, I finished the one Pokemon game I never finished before, Sun and Moon, and I'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry you, for you. You could have missed out on that one. <laughs> this hurts. <laughs> you could have missed out on that one. I would say Black Two and White Two is a good, not a, like that's a good one though. Like that's that's one to play actually. To like go back and play. I didn't realize how many things uh, I'm, I'm conditioned to at this point. Like I had a I had a Magnezone and I was running around, and then someone used a Dark Move, and then I took half damage, and I was stunned Yay. for a solid ten seconds. Like what? Yeah, that was before. That was a Gen Six thing. I'm actually really impressed with how consistent they've kept the type chart since Gen Six. It's barely mm-hmm. been overhauled. I don't think it's. I don't think it's been touched since Fairy type was added. I don't think it's been touched whatsoever. Nope. And that that blows my mind because there's been like constant tweaks to the type chart throughout the years. 
It's it's like absolutely uh, nutsos. I I am very impressed that we have gone. I guess now eight years without the type chart changing. Hmm. When you say it like that, it sounds a lot longer than I. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean that's how long it's been because I think maybe it didn't change between. I swear it changed between uh, Gen three and Gen somewhere between in Gen three to Gen five as well for some something small, but. I don't know that it. No, it I think did. it. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it did. It was it was solid between Gen two and six. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. So they overhaul like once a decade. For once some a decade. Changes. Yeah. Eh, it's been ten years. Take a resistance off steel. Add a type. Call it a day. Well, <laughs> steel was steel was kind of bonkers because of that. And it, fairy type giving it a uh, something it's good against with fairy type was mm-hmm. definitely worthwhile. And also let them make Age of Slash. Can you imagine if that thing was neutral to Dark and Ghost? Oh my gosh, right. It would have been bad. No, I, I, I think they did a very good job doing that nerf to Steel. Because ner- at that point, I think Steel would, like resisted something like 11 to 13 types. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a lot. One might I say excessive. Water yes. and Electric were the only things hitting it neutrally. I'm trying to go through the math on that. So prior to Gen 6, it resisted bug, dark, dragon, flying, ghost, grass, ice, normal, psychic, rock, steel. So that's 11. Immune to poison. So that's kind of like 12. That's kind of like 12. And so they're just like, well, we're going to make fairy it resist fairy, so maybe we should get rid of, <laughs> rid of something. <laughs> oh, we've got IG Slash coming in. Maybe we shouldn't let him have all those resists. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't. I, I mean, it makes no sense to me why Ghost and Dark got resisted. but No. Uh, it also made Bronzong kind of silly, because yes. it was like, ah, yes. ground or fire, pick a weakness. Yep. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. It's still true. Ugh. It's still kind of true. Yeah, but those used to be its only weaknesses. Yeah. It was <laughs> you yeah. got to pick the only thing that could hurt you, and everyone picked ground because obviously. But you know, well, especially prior to Gen Six, I would say that's the right choice because mm-hmm. Earthquake is just so spammable. I, I mean, yeah. it still is spammable. It's very spammable, and I think just you go levitate. That's just that's just how yeah. the world works. Unfortunately, you, you give something a base 100 move with base 100 accuracy. And, and you know, an immunity versus a neutral hit. Like, yep. Oh, and ground is also just like a decent type all around to begin with. Like, very sample. <laughs> Edgequake is always a really good combination of attacks because very few things in the meta resist yeah, only, that. Only like two things resist it, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of nuts. It was. Wow. Uh, oh, that's Gen 1, I was going to say. Oh, Gen 2 onwards, yeah. Okay, there we go. Uh, there's two things, there's like two sections on Bulbapedia for like ground type effectiveness. I was like, what changed? And <laughs> I was like, was it not super effective against steel types? And I saw it was a Gen 2 and not like a Gen 6 onwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was just like, oh man, that would have been bad. <laughs> Could you imagine a world in which steel types not weak to ground for forever? <laughs> oh. oh, no. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, no. uh, I mean, fairy was like a much needed balance, though. I was very excited once, like I learned the type chart to fairy. <laughs> I felt bad that bug got shafted again. Bug did just get another, shafted. Just another type to make bug not a good type to use anyway competitively because steel and fairy dominate. They just like threw it there too. Like I know it was just like a backhanded insult after they designed this like really cool <laughs> type chart, and they're just like, you know what? 
Screw bug. Bug, you, you, fairy resist. You terrible you. shape. Get down. <laughs> and so it's, it, that's, I think that's always a good giggle because they're just like, yeah, bug, fairy should totally resist bug. And I think, honestly, I, I would be cool with the meta in which, like, fairy type was weak to bug, but that's just me. Inverse yeah. battles, say hello. Well, I want more than just inverse battles, but. <laughs> I feel like if they ever re- ever mix up the type chart again, Fairy is probably one of the ones they have to look at the most. Oh, absolutely. Because... I think Fairy, especially Gen 7, like, showed that Fairy type is a very good type. Well, and, like, so Steel, most, a lot of the Steel mods are defensive, so a lot of the Steel attacks that are either being used out mm-hmm. there either aren't stab or they aren't very strong. And so yep. if you're a bulky Fairy, you just kind of sit there like Clefable does. Yep. And then Poison's not a great coverage move a lot of the time because Steel is immune and Steel is everywhere. So absolutely happy fairies. Absolutely. No, I think, I think uh, if we were going to rebalance a type, it would be fairy. It needs something else. Like something else needs to be good against it. Ghost yes. weakness. <laughs> no, that would, uh, I'm off totally for it. Fire, like resisting it, by the way. I think that was one of the best yes. things they did because fire honestly needed a buff. A yes. Defensive a buff. defensive buff. And that was mm-hmm. a really good one. I was a big fan of that. Like they're just like so many little tweaks. It's almost how I feel about everything they did in gen 8 like i like i look at urshifu and i just see like it's like how a mechanic admires like a beautifully crafted engine you know mm-hmm. and you're just like oh this is gonna run so efficiently and like i look at urshifu and i'm just like man this thing was designed to run efficiently yeah it's tired of protect spam yeah well it was just like it was like it does something interesting but it doesn't do it in such a way that it breaks the game like urshifu so perfect in that way <laughs> I love it. I love the fact it outspeeds Mimic U by one because Mimic U dominated online yeah. in Gen 7. They totally so did that like, on purpose. I'm going to outspeed you by one. They and totally did it on purpose. All of that's on purpose. Oh, 100%. And then Rapid Strike like breaks its its disguise. It's wonderful. It's just it, it, they they knew what they were doing. 100%. I, I love it. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, now, please make the timer longer. <laughs> we're almost there we're almost there i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if bdsp had like a giant timer and then it does the let's go thing where it restricts the decks yeah it does the let's go thing where it only has gen 4 bonds yep <laughs> just to punish you yep oh man well in og diamond and pearl there wasn't a timer at all mm-hmm. oh wow yeah there wasn't a timer at all there was just no timer we um, honest it, remake it was like it was before cell phones were real big and like internet calling was really big at the time like before skype got like huge Mm -hmm. and i remember before like my friend and i would like get on like a wi-fi battle just to like talk through our ds's at each other (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was uh it was a lot of fun it was it was the jankiest cell phone that ever existed the sound quality from my memory wasn't that bad so uh kudos to you nintendo and your nintendo ds but other than that, uh, I think this is, I, I know McGee didn't get to tell us all the wonderful things he said, but he's done, but I'm sure he's done wonderful things. That's okay. I'm just having fun with Jigglypuff. But that's all. <laughs> We're going to kick it on over to the news. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. 
in the news. We've got absolutely nothing to talk about, so we're going to stretch this to 15 minutes, guys. <laughs> so, P. McGee, what'd you do? Uh- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, what did you do this week? Uh, Pokemon Home will be receiving an update in June. No idea what it entails. They announced an update for Pokemon Home, which one is super weird and two super dumb because everybody's going to get excited. I don't even know what, what kind of update you make for Pokemon Home that would matter at this know. point. I don't, I don't know. Better searching, I guess. And why would you announce it two months in advance? Have they done that? I don't even know if they've done no, that. This, they've announced it like right before it's going to happen, I, uh, just so people know, but not this far in advance. So obviously the hypothesizing is going to be awful for the yes, next two yeah, months. Absolutely. People think about every scenario that's entailed for how they get all the Pokemon back in Sword and Shield. I have no uh, idea. But this isn't even an update for Sword and Shield. No. This is just an update for Home. Yeah, it's just an update I, for Home, not for Sword and Shield, right? So Yeah. This is just the equivalent of pulling a pin on a grenade, tossing it in a room, and shutting the door. Like, <laughs> how do you go? Yeah, we're gonna update Pokemon Home in two months. It's just like with what? Like, you're gonna you're gonna let me trade with my friends over the internet? Maybe finally? I don't know. That'd be too kind. I would be okay with it if it were. I don't want to say exactly like Pokemon Go in terms of just like a Pokemon storage box, but I, I would be more okay with it if it was more like. Uh, if it was, if I was more mobile with it, or if I could be more mobile with it, and be like, "Hey, this is my hub, and I want to trade Linny and some Pokemon that's not in Sword and Shield right now, <gasps> right? Like, say I want to tra- send him a Venomoth, which is going to be gone forever. Yep, that's okay. I couldn't hop on Sword and Shield and trade him a Venomoth, but I have one on home, and he needs it to finish his home national decks. And I, I anyone think- who saw me stream, uh, let's go, knows that I'm not catching anything in that game. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we can't do that and i want to be able to do that i don't think it's i i think it's literally one of the dumbest moves they've made yeah i can agree to that uh, i think i think that is pretty stupid i would love to see i mean i i like as i say all the time i would love to see the rest of the pokemon come to switch but like you said it's not a switch update it's just a pokemon home update the only thing that i ever want out of pokemon home that will never get added because i want it i would really love to see like a uh, battle sim or not sim i guess just like a battle thing on on there kind of like showdown but with the pokemon i have in home yeah that would be the one great addition they can make that i think mm-hmm. people would be really excited about other than yeah. the trading of yeah. course oh yeah i think that would be uber exciting if you could just battle people on home i think that would That'd be, be uber so exciting. exciting they could announce it two months in advance <gasps> no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ride the hype train i'm gonna say it's for bug fixes or some nonsense <laughs> they just really wanted us to know they had some anna- they didn't have any other announcements going on but I, I also wouldn't be surprised if something big happens around June, end of May, or June area. Yeah, that, that's just like the right time. We should definitely get more information about like what's coming on with, with BDSP. Absolutely. Well, so like E3 usually happens and there's usually something Pokemon adjacent at E3, around E3. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's usually like, here's a Pokemon news drop like a week before E3. Yep. Uh, and then at E3, they go ahead and they play the game or whatever. But who knows what E3 is going to look like again this year because uh, COVIDing outside still and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just it. It's weird. It just means I. It means to me that there's something that's going to happen. Uh, that's probably going to be like, hey, we're going to let Pokemon in from this or this. Uh, around, <laughs> Pokemon yeah, around E3. That's that's what it is. Ah, uh, please no. Uh, <laughs> please no. I would really appreciate it. All right. Uh, so next piece of news, I'll let uh, McGee go yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, 
we're so barren on the news front right now. We're still talking about what's going on in the anime. Uh, so Go's Supple is now a Drizzile, which is kind of neat. But the problem with Ash having a fully evolved team like a year and a half into the anime is nothing happens in the anime anymore. So yes. kind well, of have to kind go. of go to do things. We have Go. Yeah. But he only has like three things he carries with him, all the starters, and one of them's already fully evolved. So he yeah. also evolved a Caesar. He did evolve I mean, a Caesar. That's true. Aren't those like within the episode though? Basically, no, no. That, that one actually was like several months later. <laughs> oh, okay, so he has like so the way Go works is he just like catches all the Pokemon and they just like yeah they all just make cameos afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like he just like he's just like these are the ones I decided to bring with me today. Ha ha. That's kind of how it works. Interesting. The way I view Go is much more like the manga concept of how Pokemon works. Yes. Though I'm sure the way TPCI sees it Go is Go is how every Pokemon Go player is. I do have problems with that for a lot of reasons, but... (laughs) He he can't be what every Pokemon uh, Go player is like. I haven't seen him name any of his Pokemon something inappropriate to leave at a church. I I also haven't seen him sit in front of a church with 20 phones. (laughs) <laughs> doing a raid so <laughs> just full uh, phantom of the opera with an organ of phones <laughs> i've seen this have you never seen this i have there's some images that have circulated around of guys like in like a vehicle or a bike or something like that with like i've witnessed this in person yeah uh there is like i went to a raid at like uh at like a sprint store or something a guy pulls up in a car next to me while like me and my wife are doing like some three-star raid or something and he pulls up and he just like you just see him pick up like this fan of phones and put it on his lap in his car and he just starts tapping every single phone and i'm just like what is going on <laughs> uh i'm just like oh my gosh i can't imagine that's like that profitable of like a business venture but maybe it is i don't know i i'm, I'm curious now man. i'm curious he just now. pay stupid catch. money for stupid things yeah well i'm wondering because like there's gotta be like an ebay market for that right hundred yeah. percent. Like, like buy a level 40 account, level 40 Pokemon Go account, right? So like, I wonder how much that would go for right now. Uh, it's not even that expensive. Level 40 accounts are like uh, $35. I can buy one right now. Huh. Well, then that's not a very profitable enterprise. No, it's no. not. <laughs> no, it's not. Wow. All 20 of those phones that at $35 a pop, that's like $600. Uh, Okay. Okay. If you start including legendaries on the account though, and not just like the level 40 account, then the price goes up. There it is. Okay. Okay. There it goes. It goes up to like a hundred and some dollars. It's not, it's still not like terribly expensive. It's just something stupid to buy. Like, I want to know who's buying that. Who's, who's like, yeah, I need to be level 40 in Pokemon go like right now. I don't know. The same people that buy loot boxes and skins for their avatars. I guess so. I guess so. People that just like know. to throw money away at I don't understand. silly things like that. I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> How it's else exactly- am I going to get idol skin Aatrox? It's worth the $20. <laughs> on, the, on Pokemon Go, there's new things happening in it. Uh, there always are, aren't there? Uh, it's actually... Okay, I, I have opinions about this since I started playing again, but I'll talk about them later. Okay, Niantic has announced the next event, the sustainability event. Just know that this hurts me as much as anyone listening. Uh, increased spawns for Trubbish and Grimer, and the introduction of Binacle, they're doing my boy dirty, pun not intended, uh, field research for Cottony, Chespin, and more, real-life tie-in where accomplishing certain sustainable tasks will lead to in-game awards. Uh, rewards that too 
Uh, the event runs April 20th through April 25th. I'm a fan of this after I started playing again, only because, um, I mean, as a, as a longer time player, like I obviously have everything and I don't care about catching mm-hmm. Pidgey, but they've already like, they're doing such like the idea is they have like this new baseline with their seasons they've been doing. So right now we're in like seasons of legends. Mm-hmm. And so the baseline wild Pokemon are just like a mixture of all the Pokemon from the different events they're doing this season. Uh-huh. Which has been kind of cool. So, like, all the time you're catching, like, Nidoran from, like, the uh, this is Rivals Week right now um, at, yeah. t- at the time of recording. So, like, you find Nidoran, you find, like, Pyroar and stuff. Or not Pyroar, Litleo. Um, stuff like that. And those are around even when the when the event's not going. They're, they're just spawns are just increased during the event. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're not really missing out. But it's a lot better than just being like, ah, uh, yes, Pidgey is here all the time. Or or something like that. And then, like, you have to wait for an event to roll around. It's kind of nifty in that regard. Um, I like that model a little bit better than what they've been doing. Uh, I don't know. It, it's kind of neat. And I'm kind of a fan of this, especially because Grimer is, like, a hard one to get in the wild. Uh, even, like, yeah. a, an OG Pokemon Go. Like, literally the last Kanto Pokemon I caught in Pokemon Go, I caught a Mewtwo before this, before I caught a Grimer. Hmm. Like, that's 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 the kind of level of nonsense it is. That's, uh, that's where we are there. All right, McGee, I think you're on this last one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so there's another event kind of happening around the same time. So Pokemon Go has a Friendship Day on April 24th from so 11 next Saturday. That's 8, exciting. 11, <gasps> yeah, 11 a.m. to uh, 2 p.m. local time. Uh, so there's increased spawns of certain grass-type Pokemon like Chespin and Cottony. Uh, it contains a collection challenge that can give up to 100,000 experience points. Uh, pretty good, if, especially if you're a lower level Uh some global challenges with hourly 20,000 XP rewards, uh, increased chance of getting a lucky Pokemon when trading with a friend, and then three times catch experience, which is actually pretty nice. Uh, yes. Incense and lure modules last three hours, and trade distance is bumped up to Wait, is it really kilometers. just 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., or is it supposed to be 11 no, a.m. to 2 5 p.m.? 2 p.m. I was going to say No, it's 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say. Okay, that makes sense. I um, math very badly when making this at yeah. 11.30 at night. <laughs> It's all I right. converted military time and I did it poorly. It's okay. It's fine. It's, uh, I mean, I'm a fan. I like this. Like, I'm not going to say like I'm the biggest Pokemon Go advocate right now because the game's broken as, as all broken right now. <laughs> like they, they literally had like a baby update for the game and then they're just like, so Rocket, Team Rocket counters, uh, those break the game now. So we turned them <laughs> off and that was a week ago now and they still haven't come back. And you remember how they increased the level cap to level 50, but from level 40 to level 50, you have to, like, complete challenges to get to the next yep. level? To go from level 44 to level 45, it's all Team Rocket stuff. Perfect. Uh, so you so you can make literally zero progress on that right now. Uh, they are just, like, lighting up the Twitter about it. It's kind of hilarious. Because <laughs> that um, always makes TPCI change and Niantic. No, no, they yell, They've they never ignored Niantic. that before. Yeah, they've never. So Niantic responds at least, um, but they respond with, "We're sorry, but it'll come back soon, probably." Uh, and it makes me giggle because it's been a week now, and I, I want to know if they come back. Maybe by the time the show comes out, they'll be back. But uh, it, as of the show, it's been like a, a solid week. It's uh, it's kind of frustrating. But yeah, no, that's a that's a decent go event. Um, so finally, in some puckle news, uh, we want you guys all to watch out for a survey that's going to hit Discord on Monday. Um, if you're on our Discord server, we would appreciate you if you take the time to fall out, fill it out. It's uh, so we can help uh, figure out our tournament schedule for the rest of the rest of the year. We want your feedback, your input. So please feel free to uh, fill it out. Uh, maybe we should do give away something if we get like X number of responses to that survey. We stay do tuned. That. Uh, stay tuned. I'm gonna say we'll give away. I mean, what's a cool Pokemon that everybody likes? A shiny Jirachi. Uh-oh. That said it now. 
Shani Jirachi Ooh. will give it away uh, if we hit like 50 responses on that survey. Uh, it'll only be like on the that. Discord. It'll only be on Discord. So please fill it out. Yeah. All right. So with that said, we are, I think that's everything. So we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, or we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to the Puckles Pokey Quiz. Uh, thank you to Mark for that introduction. So without further ado, guys, if you're ready, we will go ahead and get you your first question. Let's do it. Your first question this week is going to come to you from Mudkip Boy. Hmm. What is the only Pokemon line that has three abilities that grant a type immunity? Hmm. This I feel like I've heard this question before. Yeah, and I'm, I think it's like one of them is Sap Sipper. No, uh, mm, mm, mm. what is that? Is it Emolga? No, because Emolga's motor drive. It doesn't have Sap Sipper. I, I've been playing with. No, Emolga. I don't. No, no, no. I don't think it has Sap Sipper. I think it has. Uh, oh no, no, not not no, Emolga. It's not uh, Emolga. It's, uh, no, it's got motor drive. Uh, Sap Sipper, and it's a zebra. It's a Gen 5 Pokemon. Oh, Zebstrika. Yeah, Lightning Rod, Sap Sipper, and um, Motor uh, motor Drive. Motor Drive. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Zebstrika. Zebstrika and Blitzel are correct uh, with the abilities you stated. Uh, Lightning Rod, Motor Drive, Yay. and Sap Sipper. So that is one for one today. Whoa. Ooh. Our next question this week is going to come from Redworthy. And he says... The oh wait we're not gonna do the one from Redworthy never mind I don't like that one. <laughs> Oof. Uh, okay. It, it, it's like Sorry, it's like it was like, unworthy. It was blue unworthy. It's like a hard. Uh, it's like a hard. Uh, what's it called? Um, it's a hard uh, like anime question, and I, I don't like. I don't think those are fair sometimes, especially when it gets like ridiculous. Unless it's just like general like stuff from season one that everybody kind of knows because it's like the Pokemon zeitgeist. Laughs yeah. in small child. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I... Yeah, so, uh, this one's from the British Gent. Um, it's not much better, but I like the question, so... In Pokemon Adventures Gold and Silver, oh, we, meet gold, me. we meet Gold in his quest to catch Silver and bring back the Pokemon he stole. Cyndaquil wants to join him in the, his other Pokemon. What was Gold's first Pokemon? I don't know. Wait. I like 100%, 0%. Can we do the... I haven't read the manga. <laughs> I've never, well, it, I've never read a single page of the manga. I'm it's good. It's good, by the way. By the I'm way. sure. I, recommend it. I have no doubt. Uh, Is it Pidgey? I'll send you. Let me send you a cover of the. Uh, since you haven't read it, I'll send you a cover <laughs> of that volume. Okay. Volume nine of Pokemon, or is it Volume Eight? <laughs> yeah, it's Volume Eight. Gold and Silver start on Volume Eight. Uh, volume eight is uh, actually really. Uh, I so this is a picture of the cover. 
of, uh, let me copy this image and I will throw it in uh, Discord for you guys to look at. Uh, for those of you at home, uh, go buy the Pokemon Adventures Manga Volume 8 and you'll also see this. Don't look it up, go buy it. Uh, you actually really should, by the way. I, I well, recommend the manga. So so he said it wasn't Cyndaquil and, you, and I know it's not Poliwag because they wouldn't do that twice in a row. So we got a 50-50 shot between Apom and Sunkern. I like Sunkern because that would make Sunkern a fun answer to a question. Because Sunkern's no, never the right answer. Because I don't, I don't like, I don't think they would do that. Mostly, I don't think they would put it in the background if it was gonna show up first. I'll trust you. I don't mind. My my uh, red sum manga published in two thousand says that it's probably a palm. <laughs> Let's go with Apom then. Apom, sure. Apom is correct. <laughs> okay. He had Apom first. Yeah. Uh, the it's really weird because like unlike uh, unlike blue in mm-hmm. or not blue red in the original Pokemon Adventures, uh, gold comes from a family that just like has a bunch of Pokemon already, and so it actually it actually opens up with silver like stealing all of the Pokemon accidentally. <laughs> Um, Accident- or purpose- or accidentally purposely. or purposely i forget which one but he ends up taking like all of the pokemon from like because Re- our gold just has them like in a backpack and like puts them down sorry i just meant to steal a few of these yeah and so like it starts <laughs> off with with gold trying to go back with apom and they like find the poly the polywag like fell out of the bag uh it, it's it's a fun it's a fun adventure i i pokemon manga uh, at least up to gen, <laughs> gen 3 that's like cattle rustling, but also family abduction. Like. Yeah, a little bit, right? <laughs> but that is uh, that is two for two. Your third question is your Pokedex entry question. So if you get it right on the first oh. first entry, you get two points. If you get it wrong, uh, or if you get... Uh, I'm going to make you guess, and then if you guess wrong, I'll make you do the next one. So this next one is going to be from Dave Vids. Uh, D-A-V-E-V-I-D-S. Um, 2003. It's Shield Pokedex entry reads... If the group is threatened, these Pokemon will band together to assault enemies with a chorus of ultrasonic waves. Who's that Pokemon? Chorus of ultrasonic waves. They have assaulted one of us. Come, let us sing at him. Chorus. No- is Noibat in? Noibat's in this game. Um, I was thinking something like Noibat or Whismur or something in that realm of... Because uh-huh. it, it doesn't seem like it'd be Zubat. I don't think you'd use the word chorus in like a Zubat entry. No... Um, so Noibat seems more in the realm of that. I'm feeling better about Noibat than Wismer, but I thought like I'm fine with Noibat. I, I really have no idea. Um, we can get to the second question. Second, yeah, yeah. Let's say Noibat. Okay, for. it's Pokemon Heart Gold Pokedex entry reads: When feeding mm. its young, it first chews its food into a paste, then spits it out for the offspring. I don't think you're gonna get this. I was just trying to pick new people. That doesn't help. I was just trying to pick new people. Let me. I'm finding a better one. I think, I think that sounds bird related, <laughs> but that's probably not true. Uh, I'm gonna give you a third Pokedex entry that seems somewhat okay. fair, uh, because hey. I don't think either of those is fair. Let's see. Uh, wow. Okay, that's the gold entry too. Um, hey. Well, most of the heart gold ones were uh, just the gold ones, but again. So uh, we're going to use its Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire entry. Insert this Pokemon's name here. Are with their friends or family. They keep their barbs tucked away to prevent hurting each other. 
This Pokemon appears to become nervous if separated from others. What's a lonely sharp boy? I'll um, also I'll also let you know that there are red and blue entries for this Pokemon that exist as well. What? Barb with making is, noise. Um, I'm just trying to think of Barb's because that's not a sand slash sand true thing. Um, yeah. What else gets like poison sting? I mean Cedra, but I don't think it's Cedra. A bunch of seahorses show up outside your window and go. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my thought as well. Um. Oh, um, what like has family relationships too? I guess. <laughs> I mean, there's the Nidoran line, but that just doesn't feel right with the ultrasonic the waves. Or, yeah, the ultrasonic waves. Jinx? I don't think it's no Jinx fairy. doesn't have barbs. That would be horrifying. That would be horrifying. Um, I don't think it's Clefairy. It's not uh, Lapras. Um, how I... do you tuck away your barbs? Is there like a hedgehog I'm missing? I I don't. I don't know. What chews up food for its babies? That's not even helpful. <laughs> That's the most helpful one I could have given you, FYI. <laughs> like, is it Weedle or Beedrill? I don't think so. No, because those are no. all about how they're they're crazy. Also, a bunch of caterpillars posting up going, not that scary. <laughs> I need an answer here, guys. Um, Truly, I have no idea. Need arena. I don't know. <laughs> Nidorina's correct. What? <laughs> uh, that is uh, that is one hundred percent what it was. I'm not even kidding. It is Nidorina. <laughs> now I'm just imagining a bunch of Nidorina team posing. Going, yeah, it is. I literally none of the <laughs> entries are good. Uh, none of the entries are good. They're just all bad. Um, all right, so that is uh, three for three, though. Um, we're gonna go ahead and give you your multiple uh, choice or your multiple answer okay. question. Um, this que- this question has five answers. Um, you can get up to a possible total of three points here. This cool. one's gonna come from Academic J. The way this is gonna work is you're gonna have two strikes. Uh, after you present me with two long wrong answers, you will get kicked out, and we'll just take whatever points you have. Um, these are going to come from, uh, this one comes from Academic J, like I said before, and this is pertaining to ride Pokemon, but in Pokemon X and Y, mm-hmm. what are the five quote unquote ride Pokemon in X and Y? Oh, that's not too bad. Lapras, um, Skiddo. Good goat as well. Uh, um, you oh, there's one in like me. the, you have to lock okay, in. Okay. Lock in Skiddo, lock in Lapras. Those are both correct. Yes. Lock and Gagot. That is also right correct. That is also correct. That is three. You have uh, one. In, you have one point, and you're halfway to a second point. Um, I'm trying um, to think of where you can. Oh, there's a winter area. Oh, 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 oh! Rhyhorn, lock in. That is correct. Uh, that that is two points. There is one more Pokemon. Mamoswine, lock in. That is yeah, correct. Mamoswine. That is Mamoswine is the other one. Uh, so yay! I don't know that is Lapras really a ride Pokemon. I thought it was just like it has its uh, own if you use surface. Surf on had, Lapras, yeah, it has like a, a specific unique, sprite shows up. Yeah, yeah, it has a unique sprite for Lapras. Is what I thought. Like, yeah, uh, I guess I'll take. Uh, and it, you're given one specifically, like you don't just catch them. He's like, hey, if you yeah, use Lapras, it looks real Lapras. cool. You should use Lapras. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's three points. So you guys are uh, you guys are up to five for th- four right now. Yes? Yay. Is that how math works? I think so. No, you're up to six. Yeah. Do we miss five. that for second question? No, you just missed the extra bonus no, the- point. You're, so you're three, yeah. plus, three plus three, though, is six. So you're six for four, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So your next question is your base stat question. And this one's going to come to you from Soul Ferret. 
Um, what mm. newly or not fully evolved Pokemon has the highest base speed of not fully evolved? What Pokemon. NFE has the highest base speed? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So as like a standard, we know Voltorb's at like a hundred or something like that. I yeah, but there's got to be something above it. Oh, for sure. I'm just giving as a baseline. Um, like you do still I have know, the hint too, but you can always cash it in if you get this right. I want to cash that in if I can. Uh, I know yeah. for a fact Sneasel's like 125 or something. No, no, it's 115. But yeah, 115. But I know Sneasel's above it. Yeah, Sneasel's definitely higher. So 115 from Sneasel is now the current highest. Um, nothing drastically loses speed upon evolving. Nothing. Dracloak's not above 115. And is it not fully evolved, or is it unevolved? Because those are different. Not fully evolved, NFE. Okay. I can't think of anything that beats 115. No, 115's a pretty good stat (laughs) for speed. Um, I'm trying to go through and think if there's any others. Obviously, it's not from Gen 7. Um, I don't think it'd be anything out of Gen 6. I don't think uh, Frogadier's going to be that (laughs) high, because... So I think that feels like a good number. Are there any speedy electrics we're not accounting for that can evolve? Mm. I think Voltor is probably the highest, and that's not above Sneasel. Yeah. I, I'm good luck in Sneezy like Boy. Gonna, yeah, I feel like we missed something obvious, but we'll we'll take it. Sneasel. Sneasel is correct. Uh, with a Yay. base 115. Uh, second place is a three-way tie between Kadabra, Scyther, and Electabuzz with 105. And then mm. followed up by Dracloak at uh, 102. Nice. So, yeah. Good old Dracloak. Hashtag nice. Uh, so that gives you guys eight points today. So we're going to go ahead and uh, lock all those in. Um, so eight goes there. We have to add numbers there. We got to click the buttons. And currently in first place, we have Whimsicott with 15 points. In second place, we now have P. McGee with 14 points. Woo! In third place, we have Sigma with 12 points. In fourth place, Claude 9 with 9. And in fifth place, we've got Lydian with 8. And in sixth place, Woo! we've got Jushiro with 6. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. It's still anybody's I guide others to a treasure I cannot possess. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost there. We're all, it, it's still anybody's game. It can be anybody. It's oh, probably yeah. looking at the schedule. It's probably Claude's, but that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story yeah. for a different day. All right. So, <laughs> without further ado, we will uh, go ahead and just uh, kick it on over after this short break to the topic. Hey guys, make sure to check out the Puckle YouTube this week and see if you can catch our Soul Silver Puckle plays Nuzlocke where we're going to play Soul Silver and we're going to Nuzlocke it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you head on over to youtube.com slash pucklepodcast. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be spinoff games and which ones we'd like to see return because TPCI seems to be like, yeah, one a year sounds right. <laughs> it seems to be the case. Like, have you noticed? Like, we had uh, Mystery yeah. Dungeon yes. DX last year, which I thought was really cool and very out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Honestly, it was really like I had a good time playing it. Mm-hmm. I, I I picked it up again recently. It's still fun to play. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm more biased than others, but I really enjoy playing it every now and again. Yeah, no, it's it's a really fun game. Uh, I I enjoy it. I like the mechanics. It's a good time. the The other thing that I really like is, I, I mean, we have Pokemon Snap coming out as well, right? It's not exactly a mm-hmm. remake like DX was, but it's an old franchise that they breathe new life into. Yeah, yes. we're getting two. We're getting uh, two spinoffs this year. Two? Are we getting another one? 
Yeah, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. It's a remake of the Gen 4 games. It's totally a spinoff, guys. I wouldn't call that a spinoff, but <laughs> a new Pokemon Snap is, is going to be a good time, I think. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they like shadow drop something over the summer like sleep, but at this point, sleep's like a meme. I, I don't think it's a yeah. game that anybody wants. I was I was on Twitter and someone was pointing out that of the like six things that were announced during that uh, actual conference, the only things that came out were eventually Sword and Shield and the smile, like the brushing your teeth game that dropped like immediately <laughs> after that conference was done. Yes. Yeah, because they talked about like Quest coming out in China and getting an expansion everywhere else. Never happened. Mm. Yep. The sleep never happened. The controller for sleep never happened. I just, I wonder if they had such grand plans after that 2019 conference. And then literally, like, because it was two weeks later that they announced Exit, and then the Pokemon community, like, imploded because people just, like, not just because there were people who were upset with Pokemon's decision, but, like, Pokemon fans were at each other's throats in general. Yeah. And I wonder if they're just like, whoa, 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 maybe we shouldn't do all these new things. (laughs) We should settle on trying to figure out how to fix this problem. Uh, before our franchise gets screwed over. And mm. so I'm wondering if they're just like, like everything just stopped and they're just like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't develop the meme game. I think Detective Pikachu could very well still happen mostly, but I think they want to like try to time it with the release of Detective Pikachu 2, the movie. Yeah. Oh, right. That was supposed to come out too. That got greenlit. It's still, <laughs> it's still in production. Same... I think it's still in production. I know, but that was the same press conference. Yeah. Detective, yeah, yeah. Detective Pikachu 2, Electric Boogaloo, um, was, uh, was announced there. <laughs> It's because they were still riding off the hype because the movie had come out like three weeks before that press conference and it did really well. It was getting praises like the best video game movie of all time until Sonic the Hedgehog came out. Undeserved. Sonic the Hedgehog, I mean. Anyway. In my opinion, I enjoyed Sonic the Hedgehog more than I enjoyed Detective Pikachu. But I'm probably more critical towards Detective Pikachu because it's a franchise that I more actively play. This is true. This is fair. This is not my movie review podcast. Uh, It doesn't exist. (laughs) But if it did, I'd have thoughts. (laughs) You absolutely can. I think uh, in terms of being a casual moviegoer who's not sitting there trying to like critically look at the films or anything, I think I had more fun with Sonic the Hedgehog as a viewer than I did with Detective Pikachu. And the the difference might be that like I host a Pokemon podcast, and so I'm very integrately involved, and I'm going to be more nitpicky about Detective Pikachu than Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. There's absolute bias in my statements. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just no way to take that bias out. Like, I can't look at Sonic the Hedgehog and Detective Pikachu and be like, yeah, they can be viewed independently. I'd be like, mm, but Greninja shouldn't look like that, though, right? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Oh, there was just an article about Detective Pikachu 2 that just came out where they talked to Justice Smith and they asked him about Detective Pikachu 2 and he said that he doesn't think it's going to happen. Oh. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Um, never mind. <laughs> That's why the game was canceled. They don't want to set that expectation up and then. <laughs> and they interviewed him and they asked him, yeah, do you think, do you think Detective Pikachu is still going to happen? And would you be willing to participate? He says, I would love to participate. I don't think, know if it's going to happen. I think we just kind of, ha- just kind of bury our hopes. I don't think it's going to happen. I really hope so though. Uh, oh, oh no. <laughs> That's oh, not even no. like the contractual obligation speak. Like that, that means that means nobody's talked to him whatsoever about it, and he, he's like, "Yeah, it'd be a fun. Yeah, I'd love to have a job." <laughs> <laughs> like that's what uh, that's what it is. 
that seems kind of par for the course for Pokemon. They have some, they have like their main line that continues to do well. They have something on the side that actually yeah, looks promising and just, then we never hear about it again. They just play around with the side games. I think it's just like the history of side games, like always and forever. They literally have these really cool ideas. They play with it once or twice and they're just like, let's move on. Honestly, I, I wonder how much of that is just like TPCI, like trying to get their creative expression out, like the higher up something like Junichi Masuda, um, who's always mm-hmm. like, oh, we got to make Pokemon different, blah, blah, blah. When honestly, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. I'm going to be completely honest. If you want Pokemon games, you don't have to make them too different. You get to come up with one good idea every 15 years, and then you can write on that for a while. <laughs> I mean, it's the it's the honest answer. I don't know. I, I really love watching people talk about Pokemon Sleep, though, all the time. I don't know if it's just because it's a meme or if it's because like it's it's because, because it gets clicks because it's going to be good. I, yeah, I guess I don't know. Like I'm not going to I I do not one I do not hold my breath for sleep. Two I do not want sleep. Three I do not want the peripheral that they literally called in great Nintendo fashion the Pokemon Plus <laughs> Plus. I can't hear that and not laugh. It's you're, just you're right? name. Like I don't want that. Why would you want something that's so stupid? I don't ah. Uh, the things that, the things I really enjoyed, and I, well, Pokemon Go kind of fixed it, was like the Pokedex 3D app that came out for the 3DS a really, really long time ago. Mm-hmm. I remember that. It was really cool because you could do like AR pictures and stuff with it. And it, it was really nifty in that regard. The, like Pokemon Go, I think, does that better and has more Pokemon now. <laughs> Man, the DSi really was like. No, that was the a 3DS. Cell that was a phone between that and online battles. <laughs> it was a 3DS app, Pokedex 3D Pro. Oh, right. That was a 3DS app. I have it. I bought it. It was very expensive. Was that like $25 or something? Uh, It was more than $25. I think it altogether ends up being like 50 bucks or something. Uh, Or maybe it was $25 altogether because it was like you had to like buy each generation separately. (laughs) Yeah, it's an absolutely ridiculous prospect. But um, yeah, that's the kind of stuff it had. I'm surprised Pokemon Home doesn't use like the the models from Go now that I think about it. Yeah, that's uh, that, that could be a me thing. You know what we need? We need Pokemon Learn Learn with Pokemon typing adventure. We never got that in the U.S. <laughs> it might work better. Hey, European localization. The main uh, character's name is Page Down. Perfect. Which makes me want to throw something at a window. That's perfect. What a perfect name. I want to be... Yeah, no, we didn't get a European release. It's also on the DS. I don't know how I feel about that. Like It had a keyboard attachment. No, no, no. I understand that. I agree with you. I still don't know how I feel about that. It's not it's not an issue of like keyboard size, it's, it's an issue of screen size. <laughs> right? Like it's just like, uh, uh okay. Is it an adult keyboard or is it like a tiny That's a good question. That that worries me. I have no idea. All right. But yeah, you guys both had other things that you wanted to see. We we spent a good ten minutes just talking about <laughs> ridiculous side side spin-off <laughs> games, but uh, there's some like legitimate ones to want. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. There's of course. I think this is more in the niche area, but I would love to see Pokemon Pinball continued. I thought that was a very pleasant little game to play on uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance when that was around. I even think I, it works on TV. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. They brought the Ruby and Sapphire one to the Wii U on the eShop. Wait, they did. Yeah. I might be doing something today. I, I uh. bought it. I, I own it. I own it. I really enjoy it because that one was fun for a couple of reasons. Because if you remember the original Pokemon Snap or Pokemon's Pinball, not Snap, they had like the little rumble pack built into the cartridge and they didn't have yeah. that for Ruby and Sapphire Pinball. But if you plugged the Ruby and Sapphire Pinball into a Game Boy player mm. on your GameCube, the rumble pack actually worked on the controller. Interesting. Yeah, it was uh, mm. it, it, just like a fun little bit of trivia, but it, it like it. 
I also think Ruby and Sapphire pinball makes more sense than red and blue pinball. <laughs> but yes, uh, I yes. would also be fun. down for that. Just being on the switch. It's such an easy game to do as well. Like just drop like a pack, you know, it's, it's like a really a $20 good time. pack or $15 pack for both of them. Yeah. It's a fun game. Pay. I, I am a big fan of it. And there's a lot of replayability there. They only had two tables on both of them and you can spend hours. I know you could spend hours on that just because you're trying to collect all the Pokemon. It, it's not the not the mix up I would have thought, but honestly, a, a long form goal for a pinball game helps so much. Yeah, it really does. It's it's actually incredibly good. I I recommend it one thousand percent if you have the opportunity to play Pokemon Pinball, go play Pokemon Pinball. If you yep. are one of the other three people that bought a Wii U, yeah, you can play this. Absolutely recommend it if you own a Wii U. Like I, the Wii U has like no games on it except for all the retro games that you've ever wanted to play. <laughs> That is the only reason to buy a Wii U is because you want to play retro games. No other reason, I think. Like, your Breath of the Wild's better on Switch and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what about um, we talked about pinball, but yeah, Linian, what did you get? I, okay, so the one thing that I really want it doesn't work anymore because it only worked on the DS, and that was Ranger. You'd have to come up with an entirely new control scheme, and frankly, I don't want to see those games with uh, motion controls. Oof, no. That that would destroy my wrist. So one thing I this is this is gonna sound like a bit of a meme, and to some degree it is. But I'm also kind of serious. Look, kids can't buy Pokemon TCG packs in the store because adults are terrible. Oh, you're so right, though. Bring back the Pokemon TCG uh, RPG games. <laughs> Use it to onboard kids into the TCG. Get them hooked on that paper. Look. <laughs> No, no, no. So I, I don't disagree with you. Like, just do like a Yu-Gi-Oh game, but with the Pokemon TCG, right? Like a Pokemon yeah. or Yu-Gi-Oh World Tour, I should say. I don't think there's actually been a good Yu-Gi-Oh World Tour game since like 2011. But um, you could you you could easily do that. You you could even do it like like um the the trainer challenge in a region is for kids who are like a certain age, but you're you're 10 in any other region you could go, but here you can't, so you have to go play TCG because you're <laughs> bored for a summer. Mom kicked you out of the house. I would love another TCG RPG game. I think you could pull it off. Um, honestly, anything that like updates the client for TCG <laughs> online, like I, I'm being completely honest I didn't there. Think of that. You could use it to run TCG tournaments. Yeah. Uh, anything to do that. I mean, maybe you don't do it on Switch because you don't want, you don't want people to think that they need a Switch to be able to participate. I mean, that's the, that's the good thing about, uh, the, the good thing about the current Pokemon TCG client is that it's free. You, you know what? Putting this on a phone for like $10. Yeah. I could see that, you know? Yeah. I think that's totally the way you do something like that where, you migrate from our current setup to a like maybe put just like a story mode essentially in what we already have. Yeah. Um. I I love the old games and A Drive tried to say like, hey, look at the hype. We should re- you should release a game or something like that recently. Uh, I don't agree with that entirely because I think a lot of the hype is from a lot of older people who don't care about the video games, <laughs> and I think it's just from people who are quote unquote investing. I put investing in quotes because you're buying cardboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a uh, scary investment. Uh, if you're also the amount of money some people are investing in that, like they, you could just go buy a house or something. Mm. And one, you know, I'm not a fr- fan of that because <laughs> of like 
economic reasons, but like it's a better investment than buying cardboard. <laughs> so a thought I kind of uh, occurs to me is because they, they know what they're doing longer term, obviously, than we can. So what you do is you say, hey, you go to your TCG department. You're like, hey, in two years, we want the game to be coming out. Uh, you more or less have the, the playtest through a year out. So we'll do a cutoff. But in that slot, put a set that we can introduce through mm. this game. And then do a, like a promo set when it comes out. So the promo set is both in the game and like a pack-in copy. Like you get a, you get uh, all 15 cards in the little sleeve if you yeah, want to yeah. do it as a Switch game. Um, if you want to just do it as a phone game, then just run it as like a, a short time limited release. And then watch those get bought up and small children cry. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I don't think that's a bad idea because I, I'm really confused why we didn't get the uh, second TCG game to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that would have been a lot of fun. The first one's okay. Uh, it is very slow. Um, yeah. if you try to go back through it, it's very, very slow, but it's, uh, I, I remember playing that as a kid. That music still gets me too. I love that music from that game. <laughs> I love that music. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to start playing that on stream from now on. We're just going to play the Pokemon TCG RPG music. You could even have like, <laughs> I just like the idea of it set in the, instead of like the real world, it's like the Pokemon world, but for some reason you just can't participate. So you're walking out and you're like, and it's this guy with a septile. He's like, show me a card with this Pokemon on it. And then you do. And he gets like really excited. <laughs> he doesn't give you anything. He's just happy to see his Pokemon in a card. You go to the Pokemon professor's lab and he's just like, whoa, 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 these aren't for you. And he like pulls out three decks of cards. And... <laughs> That's the, that's the problem, is this region has good funding for sciences, so they don't need 10-year-olds to go <laughs> out and catch I, I got a grant, kid. I don't want the liability. You just oh, go play no. cards or something. <laughs> oh, go play I cards. bought these at Target. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, the Pokemon TCG stuff has just always been handled so poorly. I'd be scared. <laughs> I, I would absolutely be scared. Uh, but I know McGee's got another one. I'll let it, I'll, we'll, yes. se- we'll segue hard to that. That's fine. I mean, so I, I would love to see Pokemon Stadium come back, but more specifically, I would just love us to be able to play some kind of mini games with Pokemon again. Right. I feel like that's just such an underutilized aspect that people would absolutely enjoy. I think it's just and like we just haven't done anything with it. I feel like it's very underappreciated. Like they had it in like some of their original games. You had like Surfing Pikachu. You had some of those things mm-hmm. with Leaf Green and Fire mm-hmm. Red, and then you had Pokemon Stadium one and two, and then it just kind of cut it out hard it was like after pokey f1 they just stopped doing it yes i think that was the finale of it so like 2009 ish yeah was the last time we had like a mini game in pokemon okay yeah Yeah. but i i don't i don't disagree i think i think the mini games in pokemon stadium are super underappreciated for a lot of reasons Mm -hmm. oh absolutely and i think one of them being that uh pokemon stadium is just like i don't know how to say it it's like uh oh man i love those games <laughs> so many, like this is this is the reason that i'm going through a lot of trouble so that we can do on stream like a playthrough of like red and blue and then gold and silver like on cart so that we can go and we can do all the challenges on stadium like i'm going i'm going through the trouble i'm going through the trouble to set this up and then you can and then when we're done we can like take them to bank that's the yeah. that's the whole Ooh. idea yeah I'm going through a lot of technical like trouble, trouble for this. I I think I've got it all set up. I think the next I, all I have to do is get batteries and the cartridges, and then we're done. You know, when I'm think when I think over, it, you could do a lot of really interesting little party mini games with like some of the new designs. Yeah, uh, like a fossil, like the Galarian fossils. I don't know what you do with them, but that mix and match nightmare fuel is perfect <laughs> for like a silly Mario party game. 
That's what we need. We need Pokemon Mario Party. Yes, one thousand percent. I've been saying this for years. Pokemon Pokemon Mario Party would be great. Especially because Mario Party's like fallen off the rails. Like it's yeah. really lost its charm. It's because I feel like they gave it to people. It, it it suffered from almost the Pokemon problem of just like we need to do something different when all people want yes. is just the same thing. Yeah, like, boards. They just and want new games. Literally that's new it. boards, new mini games. That's all we want. You don't have to change the rules. We do not care. Just let us play the game. Put the, the car game. down. Put the car yeah, down. Exactly. Like it's never been the same since Mario Party Seven. Mario Party Seven was the last good Mario Party. <laughs> God, they were so good. I remember the classics on GameCube. Love yeah. the GameCube ones. All, yeah, all four on GameCube were solid. Like it, it was as soon as they went to the Wii that everything was bad. Yes, they fell apart. Mario Party 8, you could see the cracks start to form, and then Mario Party 9, 10, and then whatever nonsense they put on the Switch, all down there. Super Mario Party wasn't good, but it was fine. It was better than the last ones have yeah, been. Oh, no. no it was, it was, it was being, oh, no. Yeah, but the bar was all, like, on the ground, <laughs> and, yeah. they, like, and they, like, stepped over it, but barely. I, I just realized I was gaslit by Super Mario Party on a podcast. This is this is my week. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's it, it was upsetting. It was just, like, I, I agree with that, but... But I think Pokemon would be a very good like if they want to do a spin-off <laughs> game, that would be the perfect Pokemon spin-off game. It's the DSD that oh, absolutely. I, I, I the thing I liked about Pokemon Stadium 2 particularly, um though, that I don't think you could recreate exactly if we just did like Pokemon Party, um, is in Pokemon Stadium 2, they had like a lot of little Easter eggs where if you had certain Pokemon in your cartridges that were in the transfer pack. One, you could get new Pokemon for different mini games. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. like for the Ferret Ball, you could have a giraffe rig. Yep. Or you could have like a Crobat in the Golbat minigame. Mm-hmm. A Scizor mm-hmm. in like the Pinsir Scyther one. It, it was a bunch of little yep. stuff like that. And even then, like you could also have like your Scyther or your Pinsir in that game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that's like that's like a little Easter tra- Easter egg charm that like I love, especially from like Pokemon. I I, yeah. I really like that my Pokemon's up there doing the mini game with me, and I don't know, like it's so nonsensical because it's the same game regardless. But it, it yes. just it just feels like it feels like it means it just means more. I don't know. Like, yeah, you never really got to do it as a kid because you rarely had like the connecting pieces back then to make it happen. And so I I always knew it existed since like early two thousands, but I never got to try it out with like a giraffe rig in that well, for a game. Next time we're next time we're together in IRL, we'll have to do it for uh. We'll have to do it for what is it? Um, for a stream. Yeah, that'll we'll do, do it. it. We'll have to do it. I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm gonna. Uh, it is my intention to like at some point on stream just like have a series of me playing through on cart red, blue, yellow, and then we're gonna play Pokemon Stadium and go through all the challenges, get the surfing Pikachu. Have like <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna create. We're gonna like do the national decks on cart or some or not, well the the regional decks on cart. <laughs> <laughs> It'll absolutely be worth it. It'll absolutely be worth it. Are you going to have Ammonite for the Togepi game? Yeah. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> there are, like, a lot of cool little side things you could do with that. It, like, I think every single one of those mini games has an extra Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now. I, there's actually not th- – it's not as many as I remember, but there's still some fun charm. No, ones. it's just, like it, – the, the, like, even then, like I said, like, just having your Pokemon there makes a difference. Even if oh, it, it is still, a, like, your Togepi, it's still, it's still fun that it's your Togepi. Yeah, it's still fun that it recognized that and you got to do that. Like, it, it, like it's such a little thing that changes nothing about the game. I just really appreciate. And oh, absolutely. I want more. I, I literally just want to live in in the year two thousand one again. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, literally all I, I have. Want. I have another. Okay, but again, I worry it's going to sound like I'm joking. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but I'm I'm dead serious. So in 2005, as a tech demo for uh, the DS, there was a download play exclusive game that ran in Japan in Poke Park in Japan, mm-hmm. and it was a fishing rally. <laughs> now I'm serious when I say this. As an eShop uh, Switch title, I would love to see a $25 version of this because I like sport fishing games and seeing them with Pokemon sounds really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be entertaining. You're re- like really in a bunch of Remoraids and Magikarps yeah. and all of a sudden you get, you get a Gyarados on the line. And then you have to, then it's like a boss battle. And what's great is you already have the Snap Engine. <laughs> Just go over to Bandai Namco and be like, hey, we have a bad idea, but we want to try this. It could, you could get different lures, you could get a bunch of anime references with like Ash and Misty lures and stuff. Mm-hmm. People lose their minds. That'd be And cute. honestly, you'd get to fix the saddest sentence in all of Serebi at the bottom of this page about Poke Park Fishing Rally DS. A non-Japan release is not known as of yet, but watch this space. <laughs> There's so many neglected pages on that website where Joe just hasn't like updated them in years because he's forgotten about them. You know what? Don't update this one. I'm holding out hope. I'm a Pokemon fishing fan. <laughs> I do not I'll expect buy it. a DS again to get this. Buy a DS again. One more DS, please. Uh, I actually bought a DS more recently than I should have. Uh, I bought a DS in the year of our Lord 2020, uh, but that I, was for different reasons. So. <laughs> yeah, but no, I would seriously enjoy a fishing game. It'd be fun. Uh, yeah, no, I would love any. Honestly, honestly, anything they want to give us that's just not straight Pokemon. Like, I think Legends is a really cool concept that's mm-hmm. coming out, and mm-hmm. I think like we're going to call it Mainline. And sure, I think the line between what Mainline and not Mainline is is going to become very blurred in the future. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just because we're going to get things like Legends, where it's just like, yeah, this is a different type of Pokemon game, but you can still transfer the Pokemon to home when you're done, and you can remember them from your adventures in that regard. And the Battle Red- Ready Mark and Sword and Shield really make me feel like that's the that's the real mm-hmm. concept there. I think that Pokemon battling is never going to be better in another thing, if that makes sense. Like, the games are already pretty much what you want from the battling system i don't think that they're they're bad what i want now is take these other cool mechanics like the tcg or the cool world that you built and let me play in that space doing something other than battling that's gonna that's gonna be fun other than just just generic pokemon journey i think like literally anything other than just generic pokemon journey i think is all anybody wants Snap, I'm going to go in and take a bunch of pictures about this natural habitat. Yeah. It's just a photo rail shooter, but putting that Pokemon skin on it makes it special. Do yeah, that oh, for other genres. That game would not be successful if it did not have Pokemon on it. <laughs> Imagine if it was just like Steve Irwin presents a safari. <laughs> like, would not have sold. No, absolutely will not. It needs that Pokemon coat of paint. I, think it's a, I mean, it's not a bad game either. No, it's great. I, I'm excited for Snap. That's like that's only two weeks away. That's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm very pumped. We'll see how that goes. I think this is a good place to stop, though. We have like a lot of fun things that we want. Um, so next week you guys can tell us what you would want uh, as a not mainline Pokemon game. I guess that's maybe maybe that's what I'll call <laughs> instead of a spinoff game, not mainline Pokemon <laughs> game. What do you want? <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of hoping that there's like there's something left in Snap that we're just not thinking of, and like they're just like you can transfer this to home when you're done. And I think that would be cool, but maybe that's what's the update. <laughs> that's the update. Uh, so that is going to be it 
from uh, from us here. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come right back at you, though, with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Pokemon of the episode. And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 889, Zamazenta, the warrior Pokemon. Its sword deck sentry reads, its ability to deflect any attack led to it being known as the Fighting Master's Shield. It was feared and respected by all. Those days have passed. It's kind of okay. Yeah, shield form, or not, or it's not shield, or crown, it's crowned, it's crowned form, right? Crown form? Mm-hmm. Yes, crown shield form. Wow, this gets, like, worse compared to, <laughs> like, this is so much worse than Zacian. <laughs> Um, the fighting type one doesn't help, and Steel Fairy, I will argue, is the best dual type combination you could ever be in the game of Pokemon. Oh, absolutely! But it's like one of the, it's one of those memes where it's like you know uh, X team at one hundred percent power, X team at ninety nine percent power. I would have liked to see the typing swapped with the base. Like I'd like to see the base stats with the different typings. Like I because I would love to see like bulky Steel Fairy and then like super offensive Steel Fighting. But yes. Better Lucario and better Mawile. Yeah, I would love to just see that because I, I think the other way around, one just like crazy outshadows the other. Better, better Mega Mawile and worse Lucario. Yeah. If Zamazenta got body press, it'd probably be okay. Which I'm surprised it didn't. Well, yeah, they're like, we're not going we, they were very worried about breaking Zamazenta, but they, I guess they could care less about how broken Zacian was. So. Yeah, right. Nothing we can do makes this Pokemon balanced, so just forget about it. But this one we can save. <laughs> yeah, right? So, like, 92 base HP, uh, 130 base attack, 145 base defense, which isn't even that bad. You gave you gave Steelix body press. Base 80 special attack, because it doesn't use it. Steelix doesn't get a plus one when it switches in, though. That, I guess that's true. And then you got uh, 145 special defense, and 128 speed. It gets slower when it goes to crown form, and that hurts me a little bit. Because <laughs> you know who doesn't get, get doesn't get slower when they go to crown form, and it's Zacian. It gets faster. It gets faster, which is absolutely nonsense. I do not like that unfairness. <laughs> Zamazenta, like Zamazenta's mistreatment, hurts me on a personal level. Mm-hmm. It just hurts me on a personal level. But let's go ahead and look at the poke. I think it's at like I think it's at like less than a percent usage in in VGC. I'd be shocked if it was anything higher. So. Uh, this team, this is a VGC team, is uh, Zamazenta crowned. It's obviously holding a r- rusted shield, because if not, you don't get crowned. And it's got Dauntless Shield as its ability, so you get that plus one to defense. Level 50, this is a very weird EV spread. We do not know all of them this week, because they're all weird, except for the ones that Lenian's going to talk about. 236 HP, 44 attack, 4 defense, 100 special defense, and 124 speed. I'm sure the 124 speed is just to, like, outspeed something like uh, base 100s or something. Probably. And it's a jolly nature. It's got uh, Behemoth Bash, because why not? Um, if you're trying to input this into something like a breeder bot on our Discord server, please make that Iron Head. <laughs> it's got Close Combat, Wide Guard, and Coaching, because I don't think it does anything else. Does it just not have coverage? No, no, because it's getting suspect tested in OU right now, and the coverage move you run outside of those two is Wild Charge. I believe this. And then you have Howl to get your attack up. I hate this. I hate everything. <laughs> it got coaching, so I guess that's something. Yeah. That makes it useful. 
But okay, we've also got does it coaching increases just attack, right? And defense. Attack and defense. And defense. It's it's a bulk up. Targetable bulk up. Targetable bulk up. That's what I thought. Okay. So that doesn't help like a lot of the Pokemon on this team, which confuses no. me. It helps Entei. <laughs> no, it helps the second guy too. Oh, oh, it is okay, never mind. Thunderous is physical. Never mind. Yeah. Thunderous is holding an assault vest. Um it is defiant because that's what you run. 252 HP, 100 attack, 4 defense, 28 special defense, 252 speed, all very standard, obviously. That was sarcasm. Jolly nature, and it has fly, wild charge, superpower, and electroweb. Whoever was designing this team was going crazy. They gave zero special attack IVs. What? what? There's not like a foul Gotta play. avoid that power swap Cresselia. Yeah, right? So I think Zacian is sped to outspeed Thunderous so it can give it a bulk up before Thunderous attacks. Oh, that makes sense to me. That makes sense. Yeah. So this is pretty standard Thunderous if you're running it in VGC. Uh, it, it is a yeah. good Dynamax target to really play with. Yeah. Its moves are actually max Airstream, two max Electrics, and max Knuckle. Well, Electro- Electroweb makes sense for speed control. Yeah. Electroweb's good speed yes. control, and I like that a lot of things got at this gen. Yep. yep. It is a different Icy Wind. A better Icy Wind yeah. sometimes. Icy Wind was one of my favorite moves like back in the day for VGC, so I, I'm happy to see a different Electro or a different uh, Icy Wind also be taking uh, a giant role there. But, yep. uh, this team's all about speed control. Yep. Uh, McGee, I'll let you talk about the next section because I think it's a different mode that the team can run in when you're not trying to go big with Thundee. So we've got Entei, who can also pair up with Zama's Entei for the same kind of bulk-up shenanigans. Uh, running a Life Orb, Enter Focus, because that's its only ability nowadays. 4 HP, 244 Attack, 4 Defense, 4 Special Defense, 252 Speed. Why this couldn't be 252, 252, I have no idea. Jolly Nature, Sacred Fire, because obviously it's his best move. Stone Edge and Stomping Tantrums, because they're good coverage. And then Protect. Because it's VGC. Yeah. And then he pairs okay with a Venusaur we have on the team, Wide Lens, because if you have Wide Lens, you're obviously going to have Sleep Powder, which we will get to in a moment. Chlorophyll is an ability, 116 HP, 52 defense, 244 special attack, 4 special defense, 92 speed, modest nature, Earth Power, Sleep Powder, Protect, and then what I think is an absolutely terrible move on this team, Frenzy Plant, because you don't get to set the sun unless Entei goes big, and if Entei goes big, that means Venusaur is stuck using Frenzy Plant. And that's no fun at all. So, a bit of a conundrum. I mean, it's fun. It's just bad. It works okay if the other team is running Sun, but if you need to create your own Sun, Venusaur's having a really tough time. I feel like this would be a better... Maybe that's the only reason you bring Venusaur is, like, to anti-Sun or whatever. I don't know. Like, Then why do you have Entei? Yeah, I don't... Just give it Earth or Energy Ball. Like, Frenzy Plant. Ugh. Uh, it's, it's bad. It is bad. I It hurts. It makes me feel... Yeah. All right, uh, Lydian, we'll let you go. Finish it up. Finish it up. Take us home. Make us stop hurting. This team was made to hurt me because I have to talk about a genie, but here we are. Tornadus is a Pokemon. It's got a mental herb because it's basically just a hard support mon and you don't want that getting hit by taunt. Whimsicott outspeeds you. It's got Prankster because that's the only way, that's the only way uh, a support mon is good anymore. Uh, 252 HP, 4 special attack, 252 speed, timid nature. It's running Tailwind to get your speed doubling. Uh, with Prankster and a Mental Herb, you're guaranteed to get that off. Taunt to shut down other supports. Icy Wind for speed control. And Protect, because it's VGC. 
And if you can say, oh, they're going to attack into my support, might as well make them waste the turns and get another taunt or tailwind off. Maybe even an icy wind. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, we've got Spectrier. It's got a focus sash because Spectrier has the defenses of paper. It's got Grimnay as an ability because you don't have an option. It's modest because there's enough speed control you don't need Timid. 4 defense, 252 special defense, 250, bleh, 252 special attack, 252 speed, 0 attack. It's got Snarl because it's a Spectrier. And that's one of its better moves anyway. Spectre is just Spectre is just Shadow Ball. Like that's just its thing. Yeah. Spectre has Shadow Ball and two other moves I guess you can hit, uh, which are Taunt and Will O Wisp. Don't. <laughs> if you're clicking them, you failed. It's either fast taunt if you really want to do something with it, or it's uh or it's just like Shadow Ball the Pokemon. Yes. Snarl for spread, I guess. That is what it is. Alright. That is the team. If you want to try it out this week in the PFTT or anywhere else, um, maybe you don't. Uh, everything else will be uh, on the uh, Discord server. Um, you can you can try it out. It's an okay team. It's just interesting. We got to do different things, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we had to give worse Zashin his day in the spotlight. His day in the spotlight, and he got it, and it's over now. We're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry we didn't know what they did to you but that is going to be it for uh for this pokemon of the episode uh you can watch p mcgee pilot it on youtube at some point but i think shark finnegan that time right yes indeed yeah and so you can go ahead and uh, check that out over on our youtube channel we're gonna go ahead and kick it on over now guys to the mailbag it's mail time sending your email and welcome to the mailbag the mailbag is the part of the show where you guys write in your emails to pucklepodcast.gmail.com uh we typically give you a prompt last week we asked you what pokemon would you like to give a single type to also if you are from north dakota please let us know and if you are you automatically win what's known as the green taurus badge brought to you by from our sponsor green taurus the energy drink that gives you hooves Hooves. Yay. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, I said the North Dakota thing only because the North Dakota thing actually matters. Because uh, we did get one from Tara, uh, and she did tell us that she is from uh, North Dakota, and I can confirm that she is from North Dakota. <laughs> uh, the email that she sent in is, Hi, Tara here. Love your podcast, and I happen to live in North Dakota. We do, in fact, exist. Now give me my badge. Well, Tara, as for the... <laughs> Ask for the badge on uh, on Discord, and we will give you the badge. Uh, <laughs> you have won the Green Taurus badge this week. I am sorry for everybody I else who wrote in this week. One. That's uh, that hits different. Uh. Isn't that funny? That's uh, <laughs> it's absolutely correct. She played the game. She wins. Well done. Everyone else is playing for second place. Uh. Yeah, honestly, yeah. She she's from North Dakota. That's all I wanted to know. Is like like it, it's one thing to know. If North Dakota exists, it's another thing to know if people from North Dakota would actually take the time to listen to our show. Okay, um, now we just got to collect the fifty one. states. We found one. Well, to be fair, that's the only one, by the way. Yeah, there's probably probably one of like ten. So we got we got ten percent of the population of North Dakota listening to us. Oh man, yeah. Uh, it is. It, she came to the stream actually too, which was very nice. Uh, she came to my stream this week and she she talked to me about North Dakota and we talked about how it's uh, the uh, last state that people visit. And they pride themselves on that. You save the best for last. Best for last is a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. 
It's something. All right. So this next one, uh, that's a real email, is going to be from Hobby1K. Hobie. 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 I always say this wrong. Hobie. Hobie1K. Hey, Puck Crew. Hobie1K here. Here not being North Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) Writing in about Pokemon who should have gotten a second type. This is actually a topic I've given thought on many occasions. It usually crosses my mind every time I see a certain evolutionary line introduced in early Gen 4. Have a guess? Well, if you're thinking of the Luxray line, you are absolutely correct. To me, Luxray's design screams electric dark. I would even say that the dark typing should start with Luxio, but alas, the powers on high at Game Freaks deem this line to be forever monoelectric. I've seen a few Gen 4 ROM hacks where the patchers go in and add dark type to Luxray. So I must not be alone in this thought. You are absolutely not. I think this is like one of the number one no, things that I ever see. No. That or fighting type. Uh, that could be fun. Give it close combat, unlike Electivire. Yeah, yeah. So Luxray was my singular thought the entire time I listened to last week's episode, but I scanned through a list of single type Pokemon just to see if anything stuck out that you did not discuss. I must have an eye for designs that seem suited to the dark type in mind. Arbok and Purugly look like you can put dark on them and no one would question your reasoning. <laughs> yeah, I actually agree with that. I don't know that we need more dark poison type Pokemon, though. Like, we have, like, a lot of those. It's because evil and poison kind of overlap a bit. Yeah. However, we're living in the time of Gen 8, where Pokemon based on an octopus don't have the water typing. So all I can say is aesthetic alone must not hold much weight when Game Freak assigns typing. It's a good thing Game Freak didn't put any wild Graplocks swimming around in the overworld. That would have been just confusing. (laughs) Just have been confusing. (laughs) As always, I love the show and community you've made here. Keep up the good work. Hobie1k. Uh, Graplock being water type is like the number one answer we got from all of these. By the way, we got like 17 emails this week and, uh, we're reading a selection. So if your email's not read, it's because there were a lot of people who wrote these in. You gotta get on every question and you'll probably get in. That's what you gotta do. All right. So this next one is, uh, I, I wanted to read this one because I wanted, this was a newer person and I wanted to get them on the show. This one's from Kester. Greeting Puckle host. Also, Hester has very beautiful paragraph breaks. <laughs> and I would just like to mention that that is a that is a larger than it should be factor in getting your email read on the show. <laughs> Kester here writing in for the prompt. One of my favorite Pokemon sprang to mind while listening this week. Ninetales. I'm sure I'm not the only person who thought about Ninetales should have been a fire psychic type as a kid. For me, this is because of how it's presented in the anime and how the Pokedex talks about its mystical powers. In its Omega Ruby entry, it's even described as having the ability to take over others' minds. There was like a whole episode on that in the anime. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was It was like in the first season or two where like there's a Ninetales that just like takes over everybody's mind for like an episode. And it's like it's a really weird episode. The other type I've heard tossed around for Ninetales is Fairy. I don't think it's a good fit, but it could also work. The Pokemon is described as being vengeful and vindictive, which along, which along with its aforementioned powers could fall under the... Co- capricious faith theming of the fairy type it does also match with this alolan variant in addition to filling a type combination that's otherwise unused that's all i have this week uh, i hope the email wasn't too long but as i'm sure you had many responses thanks for listening or reading kester well we also listen to you bud we're here to listen to your problems thank you for that kester <laughs> i think he is i i can't guarantee myself on, <laughs> on that <laughs> I think that was, I mean, I, I like Psychic Fire. I just want a Psychic Fire type in general. Or not Psychic Fire, Fairy Fire, Fairy Fire, Fairy, fairy Fire. Fairy Fire, yes. That's the one I want. Fire. I want that. Fire? Ninetales screams Fire Ghost to me, if anything, but Ooh. that's just a personal. That could be good, too. I, I'd be into that. I'd be into that. I want Naruto Dog to be uh, to be something. Yeah. Please don't. 
All right. So next up is going to be this next email from Shiny Snivy. Yeah. And I've got that one. Hi, Shiny Snivy writing in for the first time. I only started listening a few weeks ago, but I have been I have been binging like mad. I listen to probably two or three episodes a day. I have a lot Ooh. of spare time at the moment. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> he probably hears me talk more than his parents in a day. <laughs> yeah, that occurred to me in college because I was following a podcast and then watching like this streamer. I was like, I probably hear this voice more than my mom's, and it messed me up for days. <laughs> there have been a few topics I've wanted to write about in about, but I just never thought to get around to it. This week, however, I really wanted to talk about some Pokemon I think should be dual types. The first one that is something I wanted since I watched the black and white anime is Superior as a grass and ground type. I'm not sure I want this so much, but it always just felt right to me, and I think it's partly the fact that we so often see Pokemon such as, and including superiors, stick their tail into the ground to resist damage from the attack in the anime. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Um, as something as big and heavy as superior shouldn't be a pure grass type. You know, now that they gave him contrary, he's probably best off just being monotype grass. I feel like he'd be busted if he had more stab to work with. My next two, which are also sort of the same Pokemon, are Nidorino and Nidorina. My idea for this is that the Nidorina line should be Poison Ghost and the Nidorino line should be Poison Psychic. I think it would be a nice touch to a line that I think is super underappreciated. And I also think that if you gave them separate typings, it would make people think about which one would be better to have on their team. Alternatively, you could make them version exclusives in the next game which would be yet another reason for people to consider which version they should get. The types, I think, also fit the design on the, of the Pokemon. Like, just look at Nidorino, how it is not a ghost type. I might have mixed up Nidorino and Nidorina at some point in the paragraph, and I apologize if I did. The final Pokemon is a bit of a weird one, but it's Avalug. I think it should be an Ice Rock type. I don't really have any reason why, but just looking at it compared to certain rock types such as Crustle, the designs are very similar, and even though it's supposed to be an Iceberg Avalug, Iceberg Avalug really just looks like a big rock. The fact that it is so big and weighs just over 500 kilograms, it really just has the characteristics of a rock Pokemon. Anyway, I've been rambling on for a while, and this is a longer email than I had intended. I also have an episode of the podcast to finish. Have a nice whatever time it is in your time zone, Shiny Snivy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you for that one. Our next one is going to be today from Captain Smitty. So, ahoy, Puckle crew. Captain Smitty here, finally writing in after listening to the podcast for years. First off, thank you guys for the awesome content and community. The giveaways and tournaments are so great, and all of the, oh, Puckly podcast goodness that entertains my brother and I on our work commute, makes the week so much better. I love the topic of Pokemon types. Halfway through, I was imagining how great a fighting electric Electivire would be, and then Thatch echoed my musings. I thought for a while about what else I'd love to see, and I couldn't get out of Gens 1 and 2. In parentheses here. Ah, childhood. The first thing that comes to mind is an old favorite of mine, Ampharos. I think Ampharos being an electric fairy makes a lot of sense. Now, I wouldn't normally necessarily choose this to happen, but I also wouldn't be upset if it did. If you wanted to get really wild, check it. Dragon Fairy Regional Variant of Ampharos give it Regilecki's Transistor ability and make Smitty one happy camper. Something else I thought would be cool would be give the original Marowak a ghost type. 
Sure, Alolan Marowak is a ghost, but the OG could have been from the start. What if the whole Lavender Town incident was not an isolated event? Thonk emoji. Finally, Eevee. Give Eevee all the types. Okay. This is, this is where we stop talking about adding types to a monotype, and I, my patience is tested. Stay with me here. <laughs> this has been an idea I've had for years, and I've always loved it. Give Eevee a normal type evolution, Eeveon, ability, Eon. It's Protean and Libero, but obviously it has to have a different name. Proteon. It was right there. Okay, so this is, like, this is like a reasonable explanation for this phenomenon, though. And I'm really, I'm okay with it. Be really thematic for Eevee and a really fun Pokemon to play with. One Eeveelution to rule them all. And they did that in the manga. I haven't read it, but I know they did. Uh, a little bit in the manga. Kind not of. quite. It was, uh, in the manga, what happened was there, there are these four stones that are evolutionary the stones. The mega, mega stones. They, well, they don't get, they don't get consumed like other stones do. Like they're just like special magic stones. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this all happens in the, uh, the red and blue. Well, in the yellow manga, actually, this is where they're brought up is in the yellow manga, because in the yellow manga, what happens is um, yellow has to go find red because red's missing. And he hears about these stones. and He's like, oh, I have to go get them so I can evolve my Pokemon. And like he hears they're all in the bottom of the like essentially the uh, port at Viridian, Vermilion City. And he goes mm-hmm. down there and he can only find the leaf stone. And so he finds the leaf stone. He brings it up because he has to evolve something. And the rest of them are with Red uh, because he has this Eevee that has like an unstable genetic makeup that's essentially a Digimon, and he can just mm-hmm. like throw he can just like throw the other stones at it and make it evolve. Uh, and what happens eventually is it evolves due to friendship and becomes like a permanent Espeon. Hence, why you battle an Espeon at the end of Pokemon Gold and Silver. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: this is the canonical reason. <laughs> but I digress. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all for that. Thanks again for the great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Life before death, Captain Smitty. <gasps> he gets my references! Okay, sorry. I had to. <laughs> I didn't see that until now. Life before death, Radiant. All right. Postscript. I've been having a blast with the PFTT. It's the first actual tournament I've played in. And somehow I've won all three of my games so far. I did not think I'd be doing so well, especially when I was paired against my own brother. Oh boy, that's... There's some drama. Hope to play against some of the hosts soon, even though P. McGee's Jigglypuff means in the Discord are really starting to psych me out. You keep your puff away from me. <laughs> you keep your puff away. There's like a 50% chance I play him next week, so I'm looking forward to that. There's only four teams that are 3-0, and and he's we're both two of them. So. Oh, that's cute. Uh, he gets me, he gets Jeremy, or he gets Tapu Nani, so it's kind of <laughs> pick your poison. <laughs> I think of those three, I would choose you. At 100% fair. My team is at least squad. you're the idiot running around with a, chi- with a Jigglypuff. I, I, think, I think out of those three, I would choose you 100%. Yeah. I would be like, oh, yes, for sure. I, I need to play P. Mickey out of those four, out of those three. Because this whole tournament is just the inevitable showdown of Tapu Nani and Jeremy for the crown. You, you might not be wrong. <laughs> you <laughs> We're all just here filling space. You might not be wrong. Uh, all right. So on that note, I guess that's everything. We gave out the Green Taurus badge already to Tara. Sorry that the Should rest of you... Should we give out one of the old ones to someone else for trying? No, that's disappointing. Uh, <laughs> that's sad. They should earn it for reals. And they can earn it by emailing us next week at PucklePodcast.gmail.com, letting us know what spinoff game they would like to see come back uh, at PucklePodcast.gmail.com, or even a new spinoff game. 
or non-main series game, anything. What kind of Pokemon game would you like to see that's just not traditional Pokemon? Send it in, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You can, of course, keep up with us throughout the week by coming over to our Discord server, which is a link in the show notes. You can always follow us on social media over at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. You can also go ahead, check out P. McGee over on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash pucklepodcast. You can always go over to Puckle Plus for more content on Thursdays, another podcast feed. And you can follow, watch us on Twitch over at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast, where um, I stream on Tuesdays, uh, P. McGee sometimes on Thursdays, and sometimes me on Thursdays, and sometimes when's it caught on Sundays, and like ev- everything else all over the place. So definitely like three Twitch. times a week sometimes. Yeah, it's like three times a week, I'd say sometimes. Uh, Whimsicott's been getting into it. She really has a good time with it. But yeah, that's over at uh, that's over at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast because branding uh, is hard, especially when you didn't think Justin TV was going to turn into Twitch. <laughs> and then uh, you can always help support the show by going over to Twitch, dropping a Twitch Prime subscription, or you can always just go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. With that being said, I think that's everything. Uh, I wanted the cover. So we are gonna we're gonna call it quits here. And I, I've been Trainer Thatch. I've been Linian. And I have been P. McGee. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.